And of course, Dirk Visser is a digital specialist at Decimal Agency and chats to us on a very regular basis about social media and digital security. Uh, Dirk, Guiamora, uh, and welcome to the Early Breakfast Show. Good morning. How are you? I'm fantastic, so I'm fantastic. Look, Dirk, I don't know if you're for, uh, aware of this, but a few days ago there was a massive attack uh, on a number of people's Twitter accounts where they were sent like a false email um, and if they clicked on the link of the email and provided certain information, their Twitter account definitely got hacked. A major PSA was sent out about that um, and it seems like a, a number of people fell victim to it. Similarly, with a, couple, a number of Facebook uh, uh, cases uh, uh, um, uh, across the last couple of weeks and months and of course right now we're in a very vulnerable time where people are vulnerable and susceptible to false information uh to being scammed and that sort of thing because of the desperation of information and hope that we're living in how do we begin to protect ourselves against that you know it's it's such a it's such a crazy time that we're living in because with the access of information, and people have been longing for this, people have been longing to have just unlimited information at their fingertips. The, the problem that we're facing now is that people aren't alert to what they're consuming online. So, you know, they, they now, at the moment, are kind of are on autopilot going through social media. You know, just scrolling through kind of blindly, not really looking, you know, you know seeing but not looking at what they're, what they're consuming. So, you know, they'll, they'll take it for granted that there's a, a link or a, you know, a picture or, or something that has come across their feed and they, without even thinking about it, they're clicking on this link, oh, he has a quiz, oh, he has a this, he has a that, without actually recognizing that, hold on, this is actually dangerous because it's stealing your data, it's now hacking your account, it's doing all of these things. And you know what, we can, we can say, yes, people need to be more vigilant, but also with these corona times now, you know, people are kind of at the point where they're looking at so much content, there's so much stuff out there that it's kind of understandable for these sort of things to slip in because people aren't aware, people aren't alerted what's going on on their feeds and are just taking it as well. This has to be true. You know, it's Corona, it's COVID, yeah. or one yeah. of my friends have sent it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But how how do you differentiate between a legitimate link versus a link that could be malware or uh, spyware? Well, it's difficult because a lot of the a lot of the stuff that's being sent around looks actually legit. It really does. You know, so first the first kind of thing to look at when you get a link or you, when you see something on your feed is look at the URL because the URL is always displayed on either the, the tweet or the Facebook post. And you'll, it, it takes a bit of common sense, but you know, if, you, if you're looking at the URL and it's like, um, you know, quizzes to, you know, quizzes, fun quizzes for you to try, you know, .co, for example. You know, that, that should start ringing a bell because the, the .co part of the, the URL often are unsecure links. Um, but what you can also do is you can take that link and do a Google search for it. And you do a Google search on just asking, is 
obviously putting the URL in, safe. And what will, what will happen is that you'll get a ranking platform or a ranking website that will come up that will give you the, um, the safety of that site because there has been a case now as well where a lot of people are being share or sharing a streaming platform called Nights, right. uh, Nights uh, TV, uh, with, and just using it without knowing if the link is safe. You know, so you've got to be very careful with um, what we're looking at. And, you know, doing a simple Google search is going to be the easiest way that you can, that you can do it. Uh, you, you know, uh, speaking about links, oftentimes, you know, the, sub, the, 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 you know, the, the extension or the subdomain is not always just .co or uh, .net or uh, some weird domain. It often has a very long, uh, extension to it will be slash this and slash that and slash. Mm-hmm. And so it's almost difficult to read it at first glance before, you know, your brain does that three second calculation on whether it is safe. What then should your, pre- what then should your reaction be once you click on the link and you realize that, hold on, this may not be safe. What then should you be doing? Yeah, if it's not safe, you've got to, you've got to make sure that you navigate out of the browser as quickly as you can. Once you've navigated out of the browser, you need to go to your, your browser history and you need to delete the cookies that are associated with that website. Now, what are those, by the way? I've always been confused about what cookies actually are. I, I'm assuming it's not actual physical, real cookies that we eat, but I, I don't know what cookies are. I don't know what cachet is. I don't know how to differentiate between the two. Do you mind just explaining that quickly? Sure. So your cachet is your your um kind of your browser history so it's your your wallet of where you've been you know when you put your slip from shop or checkers in your in your wallet and you'll you'll throw it away later you keep that in your wallet that's kind is of that where it stores all our browser passwords as well so yeah so that that and your cookies work kind of in tandem so a cookie what what happens with the cookies when you land on a website the website will drop what is called a cookie code onto your machine to say, Dirk has been onto this website, this website, this website. And if I put in my details on those sites, it saves it as my cookies. So when you go back to the site, you don't have to re-put in passwords because you've already got your history that said, okay, cool, here you are. You know, So it's kind of like dropping cookie crumbs so you can see your your trail through the, the forest like Hansel and Gretel. Yeah. Now, the problem with these spamming sites or, you know, these problematic sites is that they'll drop a cookie onto your machine that is not a secure piece of code. So what it will do is it will be able to access your information on your machine, and when you go to different websites, it will track you through your different sites and store your data on from those sites onto that piece of code. So let's say, for example, I've uh, visited a, a very dodgy site, but now I've gone to a online shopping portal or I've gone into internet banking, all of that sort of stuff. You know, the, those passwords are now available to be seen and stolen. So you've got to be very careful with when you go onto these dodgy sites, if you do happen to go onto them, log off very quickly, go into your browser history and go into, you know, if you're using Chrome, if you if you click on the top right hand side, you can get into the settings of your your browser history, and you're able to delete the cookies and clear the cache so that you can. 
kind of clear your machine. Other than clicking on dodgy links uh, that lead you to dark parts of the internet where your machine and information becomes unsecure, how do you take precautions against being hacked uh, to begin with? Um, I, I I had a little situation the other day and someone told me, hey, you should try like dual factor or multi-factor authentication. I had no idea what that meant um, as a precaution. What are the, what are the precautions that you could, could take? Um, the last time you and I spoke uh, on a similar issue, you told me about switching up your password every once in a while and making it very complicated and as long as possible with a mix of characters. Uh, what what advice do you have this time around? So two-factor authentication is very good. So what two-factor authentication does, and most of the platforms have it, so Facebook has it, um, Insta and Twitter also have it, is that if there's a suspicious login that happens on your account, you will get a, a a notification on your mobile device as well as your website browser. So basically, you'll get a little notification to say, hey, there's been a login on XNX machine at this time. Was this you? And if it was you, you can then click on it. If it wasn't, then it will take you to a place where you can change your passwords quickly and secure your account. So I recommend that everybody... Um, puts on two-factor authentication on their, their social profiles. And it's, a, it's an option within your, your settings of each of your profiles. But, you know, Oliver, I think the biggest thing when you're dealing with these sort of things is be skeptical. You know, don't just take everything at face value. You know, if it looks dodgy, it probably is dodgy. You know, and I'm seeing a lot of people do these, you know, which actress would you be? How many cats are you going to have when you're, when you're, 65. And those are really fun quizzes. I, I do a I bunch mean, of them. <laughs> <laughs> they really are fun quizzes, but too much is sometimes too much because you don't know, you know, some of them are kind of cloaked, so we don't actually know if they are imposter websites or not. So where they are fun, limit the amount of quizzes that you're doing because, one, it might be a little bit too much for your friends on your feet to always see what color hair you're going to have, you know, when, you, when you're 85. Yeah. But also, just be careful with what information you're putting out there. Absolutely. Derek Fisser, thank you for your time once again this morning. Really do appreciate it. It's my absolute pleasure. I mean, I uh, hope you survive in lockdown. Same to you, brother. Same to you. That is Derek Fisser, who is a digital specialist.